Men on Melrose listeners, we got Max Cooper. This is Jack Forrester. We had an action-packed week. A lot of Hawkeyes taken in the draft. Uh, We had Coop over at Lindy's draft party, so we're going to take you through that. Great interview. Honestly, he gave us the best. Tori Taylor, what a guy. The Aussie. Fantastic interview with him. And then also we're going to kind of talk through, I mean, Coop's experience with everyone who got drafted this week. Um, Great teammates, great players, how they're going to do in the NFL. Uh, But really, we want to take you as in-depth as we can. Hawkeye fans, let's go. fans we had a weekend coop just got back he flew in last night um we had lindy's draft party in west branch iowa yep the solon grad small town iowa probably one of the coolest things we get into solon day beef days right oh yeah we get into beef days in our interview with tori taylor but um coop how was the draft party it was literally nothing short of unreal it was the coolest freaking thing ever. You know, seeing Lindy get that call from the Ravens, um, just the anticipation of waiting for him to get drafted. Uh, it was pure excitement. And the emotion in the room when he got drafted from his friends and family, uh, you know, we were all freaking tearing up, uh, screaming at the top of our lungs. You can literally hear Spencer on the TV uh, yelling Lindy's name. Um, but, you know, it was one of those moments you'll never forget. So it was a hell of a weekend. Yeah, and it, I feel like it was so cool because you see a guy, small town Iowa. Iowa is his dream school. Um, he said it plenty of times, especially in those draft like videos. You see a guy like that. I mean, obviously you're friends with him, so it's different for you. What what's it like? Like he's going first round in the draft, like small town. Yeah, you know it's uh it's cool. It's definitely cool, especially when he's being from such a small town like Solon. Um, he's literally got the whole city on his back. Um, they're all cheering for him. Everyone knows who he is, um, and he's a great guy. Great guy, great friend, um, an amazing football player, you know. Uh, I knew him when he came in as a freshman. He was a D lineman. He was a four-star. I think he was a four-star, three-star uh, Army All-American uh, defensive lineman, and they flipped him to offensive lineman. And, you know, either way, he was going to succeed, and uh, he absolutely killed it uh, being a center. And, you know, I'm just – I'm so pumped and proud of him, and it's – it was it was awesome seeing him get drafted. That's that's one of the cool things is like Iowa's eye for talent. Um, being able to switch someone from one position to the next to make sure you know it's part of their career growth. You were there when they switched Lindy from D line to center. Like what? Like in that moment, what was he saying? Uh, hopefully, we have him on eventually, but. You know, from your point of view, what was he saying in that moment? Like, you know, like from then to now, did he ever expect to be a center in the NFL? You know, the, the type of guy Lindy is, um, it didn't matter where he played, what position he played. 
um, you knew what you're going to get out of him. That was a hardworking dude who was um, willing to put in as much as he could to be the best at the position he was at. And when he got flipped over, um, I didn't hear him complain once. I didn't hear him say a single word. It was literally like, all right, this is my new spot. I'm going to just kick ass at it and be the best I can be. And that's what he did. He's the best time in the draft and deserves uh, deserves everything he's gotten. So. I think that was one of the coolest things is <laughs> right when he got drafted, you probably didn't see it. You're, you guys were all celebrating. Got the video of you on ESPN. Great work. <laughs> but it was so cool because they, I mean, they show obviously Lindy and Rachel and then like the whole family and then they cut to you guys. But right when they cut to Lindy's highlight film in college, you just see a guy and it's like, that's what you see on the blind side movie, you know, and like the movie film of that, it's like, that's theatrical. Lindy, no, that's his college highlight film. Like he's 20 yards downfield and he's not stopping until you make him like you better throw a flag if you want that guy to stop. Oh yeah. And the best part about it is that he's like that in practice too. Like there was a, there was some play where he, I forgot. There's like a run outside to our left. And it got blown short, like they blew the whistle short. But before they blew the whistle, Lindy was like 15, 20 yards downfield and flattened the safety. And I don't want to say name, except you know who you are. You got smoked. And you always post videos of you locking me down one-on-ones, which is bull crap. <laughs> but he smoked them, and it was awesome. But that's that's Lindy. You know, he never – he never – didn't try and practice. He was one of those guys that kept his head down no matter what he was doing and kicked people's ass, whether it was in practice or in games. And he was just a hard-nosed dude and an amazing football player. It's like one, one like it's so cool to see somebody like that, especially that good of a guy. Obviously, we get into it with our interview with Tori, but like the guys that Iowa breeds is top-notch, you know, like you get character like that and it's hard to one forget and two to like, you can't coach that kind of dedication to a program. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh yeah. And I mean, all the guys that um, got drafted and all those who got signed this weekend, uh, the, the coaches know what they're getting. Like they know they're getting an Iowa guy. They know they're getting someone who's a hardworking, dedicated guy. who's going to put in everything he's got. And it doesn't matter if he's playing first string, second string, third string scout team, on the practice squad, um, they're gonna they're gonna kick some kick some ass, and they're gonna show why they got signed and why they deserve to be there. So, and there's so many guys like we talk about it later, but Riley Moss came back, Jack Campbell came back, so many guys with NFL opportunities, and Lindy last year had that opportunity to come back, and it almost felt like, I mean. We, like we don't want to say anything on his behalf for this year, but like it almost felt like it was in the air for him to want to come back. And it's oh, like, that's how much Iowa means to that guy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And like, honestly, like, that's just how it is with everyone, but especially for Lindy growing up now a fan his whole life. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I was a family oriented atmosphere. Um, and I'm sure it was hard for him to leave, you know, being a kid, a small town Iowa kid, growing up being a Hawkeye fan your whole life, um, when you're in that moment and you got every fan that was cheering for you in high school, cheering for you in college, and fifty thousand more, 
you know, it's one of those things that it's hard to leave. And, um, you know, it's hard for everyone to leave. Every single person I've talked to that's gone to the NFL, you know, it's not a boom, I'm gone. It's this is going to be tough because I was home. It's one of those places that makes you feel like home. Kinnick is the best atmosphere in college football, in my opinion. And uh, it's just one of those towns and cities and football atmospheres. It's impossible to leave. So I'm sure it was a tough decision for him, but, you know, you never know. Definitely. So happy for Lindy. Great to see um, him go to the Ravens and they got a great guy. But uh, so you had a lot of teammates go either get drafted or signed immediately after. Um, Obviously it starts with Dan Belton. He went to the Giants and then um, we got a lot of guys get signed after Tyler Goodson, Matt Hankins, Van Valkenburg, Chudak, Kerner, and Schott. Um, obviously, they're all getting their chances, and, you know, that's really what you want to see from, you know, as an Iowa fan, an Iowa player. These guys getting their chance. They gave so much to the university. You watch them, uh, you know, go to Indianapolis this year. Like, they're fun guys to watch. Like, what what's your take on all this? You were teammates with them. Like I said, teams know what they're getting. And uh, especially with these guys, I know all of them very well. Um, Played with all of them. And they're, they're Iowa football players. They're hard, fundamentally um, sound players who are willing to work their ass off and um, outwork that guy to the left and right of them uh, to make their name known and to show that they deserve to be there, you know. So uh, I'm definitely excited for all of them. I think they're all going to do very, very well. And um, I think each team that signed them should be very excited too because – they're getting a hell of a football player. Um, you know, for right now, our job is to take you inside the locker room, deliver these interviews, and I think we have an awesome interview today with Tori Taylor. So we're going to take you right into this interview. Hawkeye fans, let us know. Hit us in the DMs. What do you guys want to hear? Uh, but for right now, here's Tori Taylor. Hawkeye Nation, we have Australia's sweetheart, best punter in the nation, Tori Taylor, with us here today. Tori, how are we feeling? I'm great, boys. Thanks very much for having me on. I'm, uh, I'm very excited since uh, Jack gave me the call and said uh, he wanted me on. I'm still a bit dirty that I wasn't the first guest, but I guess um, we'll get the shit out of the way early and we'll get Spencer um, done and dusted. And, and yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be on. Bingo. Thanks for having me on again, boys. That's I appreciate right. it. Who, hey, who could throw a ball farther? Your response. Uh, are we talking distance or accuracy? <laughs> <laughs> I want the answer to both. Nah, Spence can throw it. Spence can sling it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to lie. He can, uh, he can certainly let rip. Fourth down comes around. Who gets the call? Me. Well, <laughs> here's the thing, Jack. If you look at the stats, now people will say, oh, well, you didn't confer to first down. Well, I, I don't care. 100% efficiency. You are? Yeah. One for one, baby. One from one, baby. The stats don't, it's a stats game. Football is a stats game. The stats don't lie. <laughs> it's all on paper. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Sam Laporta, breaking your ribs, but oh well. <laughs> you got it, though. Yeah, exactly. It's all that matters. Making you look good. Yeah. All right, Tori. Well, starting things off, uh, before we get into like the big question segment, 
Um, I got a simple question for you. Do you know how much a polar bear weighs? How much a polar bear weighs? I'm going to say 800 pounds. Not even close. It's just enough to break the ice story. All right, let's get going. <laughs> uh, first question, Tori. Uh, craziest thing that you've seen in America that you would never see in Australia, mate? Oh, gee, that's a difficult question. Um, well, I mean, obviously, there's no there's no deer or, or anything like that um, running around in Australia. So that was certainly uh, quite a surprise. But, yeah, that's a really difficult question because there's a lot of things that are pretty similar over here. So, yeah, there's there's no deer running around. Um, and, in fact, it was kind of strange. The first time I saw one, I was actually – not gonna lie, I was actually a little bit nervous and, and scared because I'd never <laughs> I'd never encountered one before. So yeah, that's probably the answer to your question. Okay, going off of that, you've told us before. Aren't kangaroo basically like deer in Australia? Yeah, pretty much. Um like you see them just as often as you do in America. I've never like, like you see deer. Yeah, I've never walked out of my house and seen a kangaroo, but like you'll see them at like golf courses and out in the wild and things like that. Um so I'd probably, I'd honestly say I've seen more deer here than I've seen kangaroos, but I haven't gone to the right places to go and find kangaroos. But Dude, they are, they are like hunt and eat kangaroo. Like, is that like a delicacy there? No, it's not. No one really hunts kangaroo, but um, I used to, so when I was working back home in Australia, I used to have two kangaroo burgers every day at lunch, every day. So one of the guys I uh, used to work with, Harry, he, um, he was like some judo expert. Like he was meant to go to the Olympics before COVID hit, and he was eating a burger one day. And I'm like, "What are you going there?" He's like, "Oh, it's a kangaroo burger." I'm like, "Never heard of it." And he said, "Oh, it's one of the leanest meats in the world." So yeah, just uh, added that to the daily meal at work. So yeah, once at 11 a.m. rolled around, it was yeah, two kangaroo burgers with our uh, lettuce and ketchup. Thanks for coming. That's. <laughs> That's got to be on the menu at short. That's now. disgusting. <laughs> the Dory Taylor burger. I know. I'm, tell I'm telling you, you guys will love it. No word of a lie, you would love it. It's got, it's just got that additional flavor. And uh... so you come, you come to the states. What are you, what are you expecting? You know, you're a bachelor in your twenties. What are you expecting coming from Australia? Do you like the women here? You know, you got a girlfriend now. What's the culture here in America compared to Australia? So I'd kind of heard back home, like. A lot of Australian guys would kind of come back home and say, yeah, the ladies like love the Australian accent. But I kind of didn't really believe it because I'm like, it's just an accent, you know, like what's so special about it? But um, yeah, it doesn't, it didn't really take too long before um, the females were like, wow, like you have an accent, like that's so cool. Like they're just obsessed with it. Like it's crazy. I kid you not, like this is no word of a lie. The first night I got, to America, I was staying in the graduate hotel. I was obviously with my suitcases and like 19 bags I brought with me um, all the way from back home. We see, we, kind of saw, <laughs> we kind of saw like the tides change. Tory Taylor becomes probably, you're probably the most popular punter in America within the fan base. I would say you got your own shirt. Um, you're at Shields, Ray Gun, all that. What, what was it like? I mean, like punters don't usually get that kind of attention, but you're like kind of a, you're, you're, you're a bit of a superstar around town there. You got no, the, I mean, the accent carries a little bit, but. 
I think, I mean, I'm usually pretty uh, naive to all of that. Don't really pay much attention to it. But it was probably, I think it was the Purdue, the Purdue game. Like I was sitting in the hotel. Um, we were watching college game day. I forget where it was. It may have been down in Georgia. Or it was somewhere down south. And um, the guys on the show, whoever it is, like Kirk Herbstreit and the other boys, one of the guys actually held up my T-shirt on like college game day. And that's when I was just like, wow, like that's uh, that's actually pretty cool, like pretty special. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty cool moment. Um, just for me, because like I said, I, hadn't, I didn't really pay much attention to it. I kind of just let my football do the talking and, and things like that. But to see that on um, college game day, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty cool moment. I won't lie. So who's the better fair catcher, Charlie Jones or Max Cooper? I'm gonna have to say that's not a question. <laughs> fair catch, Coop. So I don't think anyone is a better fair catcher than I am. Sorry, not a question. There's nothing. There's a single other person who's a better fair catcher than I am. <laughs> that's right. Nothing wrong with that. That's right. Last episode, Coop said, or he brought the Wisconsin story. He's like, "I'm I'm the best fair catcher in the country." But I yeah, yes, I heard me. that. I uh, did find that rather amusing. <laughs> if they had a Heisman, if they had a Heisman Trophy for the best fur catcher, there wouldn't even be a vote. No, like I no. just automatically get it. Yeah, put that on the shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put me with the hand up in the air. Fair catch, Coop. Tori, oh. you lived with basically all this. I, you guys were all the return men with Ivory, Charlie, and Coop, and then yourself. You're and just don't moving. forget the great beast, Henry Marquez. Oh, that is the number one block. In Iowa, well, yeah, recent memory. I think it is. Well, I mean, yeah, recent memory. Yeah, the Claiborne one, yeah. Yeah, those are yeah, that's one and two. Um, internally, obviously, everyone knows the value of special teams, but I think Coop can agree with me. Like Henry, probably, um, like won won us the Nebraska game. Like he he basically got us to the Big Ten championship, and he's a humble man himself, and and will obviously disagree, but. Um, yeah, everyone knows it. Without that, probably that blocked punt, and probably without that block against Illinois, um, because I there was no one celebrating harder than me when Charlie scored that touchdown. Because if you go back and watch the game, um, the man you're looking at, um, myself, actually, the ball went through my uh, through my legs, and um, they went up the other end and, and scored pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, I was. Uh, I was rather thankful um, to Charles for taking that one to the house and getting us back in the game. But, yeah, I mean, sorry, I went a bit off track. But, um, yeah, it's pretty special uh, living with the with a great man and uh, old man and Max Cooper, Charlie Jones, Henry Marquise and Ivory Kelly Martin. They've obviously moved on to bigger and greater things. But, yeah, memories I'll cherish forever. That's right. Check out Love it. check out Henry Marquez's Twitch while we're yeah. at it. <laughs> what a man. Probably. Yeah, uh, it's uh, at Hen Views. At Hen Views. H-E-N-V-E, or no, H-E-N-V-I-E-W-S. That's right. right. Yeah. It, I think the craziest thing, so a <clears throat> little background on that. Henry's from the town over, but he played youth sports um, at the, the high school I went to. So, um, like, grew up around him. Like have known knew Henry going into college, but we're we're all back at home because that's Thanksgiving break. That Nebraska game is. Yeah, <laughs> we we went to Dave and Buster's. <laughs> that's yeah. you know. Do you, do you think I'm gonna know where that is? 
<laughs> no shot. David Buster. Oh, wait. Yeah, sorry, what's like what's what's like a do you know what David Buster's is? Yeah. No idea. You know, like okay, so what's like an adult you know what Chuck E. Cheese is? No. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. That's Australian. I you know what like you know what that concept is? Like the like the games pizza. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's like an adult version of it. So it's like beers, oh, pizza. Yeah. It had games, like, beers, it had a games. ton of TVs, couple beer towers, wings. <laughs> and what we a over there. Um, yeah, I, I remember uh so Hen blocks that kick and everyone in there, like we we didn't even realize we had scored the touchdown. You just see 13 like laying on the ground, we're like, that's ten, that's ten. <laughs> Just going nuts. Like, yeah, that was probably one of my uh, more favorite games of the season. Um, yeah, which I'm sure we'll touch on at some stage. But yeah, that was a that was a great moment. Like change the season. Like we were just the the atmosphere. I'd never seen like or heard anything like it. Um, it was like a pin. Like yeah, just dead silence within five seconds. It was nuts. But just yeah, great moment, great day, great game. Nothing better than beating those uh, Cornhuskers. That's right. I remember that game. That the last, uh, the last when uh, they were driving, and when Jamar picked it off right before it happened. Oh. Uh, some fan Tori had a great, a bunch of good interactions with the fans yeah. in that game. But uh, some fan was yelling my name and my number. It was saying, how does it feel to give your teammates the water, water boy? And I was like, I looked at him, I was like laughing. And he was like dead serious. I'm like, I turned around, Jamar picked it off. I looked at him and like I gave him the water. And he like instantly flipped me off, came down to the sideline, was ready to fight me. It was awesome. Oh, did I did I have some of those encounters? I mean, it's just because I don't know whether you know Jack, but right behind the like the sideline is like a walkway, so like fans can just walk walk past you. It's kind of like at Kinnick where like they can almost be touching you, but they can come right oh, up yeah. to the fence and just like say whatever they want. Like, and I'm talking like mothers and fathers with their kids just hell and abuse. I'm like, wow, what a great role model. But my God, did I uh, return serve um, post game, and it was one of the great few minutes of I've, uh, I've enjoyed since being here. You got, do you have any stories from that? Uh, probably that I don't want to share publicly because yeah, I I'd say of, uh, I'd say keep it on the low. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're great stories to just stay in the car. Yeah, yeah. without yeah. the kids. We go our annual our little Starbucks our Starbucks run. Yes, it's a yeah. good rundown. Um, Speaking but, of Starbucks, they should sponsor us. Me and you, Tori. Here's a great. This is a good question. This would get some. This would get a a different viewership. Dunkin' or Starbucks? I'm going Starbucks, but I don't, I don't dislike. It's close. Like I really don't dislike Dunkin' at all. In fact, this is going to sound really dumb, but I think you might agree with me, Coop. But Dunkin's better in the summer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's fair. Well, it's it's yeah. nice. So no, the, the reason it's nice for in the summer, especially the Iowa City one, is because you can wait outside. Yeah. And like it's, it's like just, super chill. Like Starbucks, you're in like the ambiance is awesome. Starbucks, yeah. Cause they're it's so weird. weird where the cups are thinner at Dunkin', yeah. so it just feels colder. You're like, well, yeah. and here's the thing, Jack. Like oh, yeah. me and Coop would go get coffee, but it was never for the coffee. It was for the vibes. <laughs> yes. Vibes. Dunkin' vibes in the summer are unmatchable. Like you can't beat it. 
You're right. Yeah, everyone's Unmatched. outside. It's unbelievable. Yeah. America runs even with the on fog, Duncan. It does. It does during the warm season. Well, even that slogan, it just over. paints a picture like, yeah, you're outside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, there was some times where I was like, I, I think I put it on my story a couple of times where I said I'd never go back to Duncan ever again because I got a horrible order. But that was once in a lifetime thing. Duncan's usually pretty good. But yeah, Starbucks, it could have been 15 bucks. I'd still pay for a nice little caramel cream cold brew. Yeah, <laughs> Dora, is there – do you have a favorite Australian food that isn't in the United States? Oh, I've got many, Jack. But the number one is – Tam Tams. Well, obviously, I was going to, I mean, I could reel off candy and chocolate and all that, like, easy, but I would have to say, like, fish and chips. Like, fish and chips is not the same here at all. Like, fish and chips in Australia is unbelievable. Like, you got, oh, I know for, like, Coop, oh, I don't know what you, what sort of uh, culinary items you're into, uh, Jack. But, uh, Chef Coop. I have every culinary Chef item under my sleeve, dude. He, uh, I know he would appreciate Australian fish and chips. So, yeah, I'd have to say fish and chips. Easy. No doubt about have it. Have you ever had – okay, here's a here's a crazy – this is a big Midwest thing. This is a crazy hot take. Culver's fish and chips. No, I've had Culver's the cod sandwich. Uh, man, Dude, it's joke. insane. Insane. And Spencer will listen to this podcast. He's made fun of me for that all the time. Said so every time we – I come over his house. I always bring uh, cod from uh, Culver's. It's actually gas. Yeah, I've, like very, I said, I've only ever had like a burger, and Spencer's taken me a few times to get one of those. What are those called? Like the ice cream thing? Is it concrete mixers? Yes, that's it. I was yeah. about to say a stone, the stone crushers or whatever they are, but no. <laughs> so what kind of okay. candy are you getting that? Sorry, I'm what a big kind of- like M and M's, like something chocolate. I yeah. dude, Tori Tori has one of the biggest sweet tooths I've ever seen. Like in his room, he'd have like piles of candy sent from Australia. Yeah. Like a massive box. It was awesome. Like, yeah. But it goes pretty quickly. But I must say I am good. I only eat it on the weekends because you know, body's a temple during the week while we're training. Right. It's good, man. Absolutely. <laughs> so in Australia, you guys have so many good punters. What's up with the kickers? Do you guys not kick there, or what's the catch to that? Well, Australian football involves, like, punting the ball around. There's really not too much kicking. Um, so, yeah, that's probably the answer. I was thinking, like, rugby is right. Like, did you ever play rugby growing up? No, I played Australian football. And I know we've got time, but I'm not going to go into um, detail about it because it's too, it's, it's too difficult to explain, and I think you would get a better grasp just by actually, like, visualizing like, and viewing it. Um, just by watching it, like highlights or actually watching a game. But yeah, that's where uh, all the Aussie punters over here, um, yeah, played Australian football. So this is one of the main quotes that got taken out of spring ball. You said the way the offense looks, I probably won't be punting as much this year. Yes. How's, how's the offense looking? What what caught your eye? I just feel like, I mean, they're trying new things. Um which I think is just um, great. I mean, it's spring balls, obviously one of those like kind of development stages. And I don't really know too much about football. Um, I mean, I punt the ball, so that's all I really worry about. But um, yeah, I kind of just noticed they seem to be taking a few more downfield shots and 
um, yeah, and, and things like that. So, yeah, hopefully, I mean, I punted 80 times quite a lot, so hopefully a few less this year. But from a selfish point of view, I don't really mind because I love being out there. That's right. You get all the TV time now. Yeah. Um, right. So do you have a favorite NFL team? I mean, I don't NFL, I, you'll be there at some point. Is there like a city or a team that you want to go to or who do you root right, root for right now? So it's funny. I was having this conversation the other day with the Beast, with Henry Marquise, for those that, that don't know. The Beast. By, uh, by that name. But I love I love like the old like um, classic teams like the Steelers and the Patriots, just like the Ravens, like just those games on like a cold Sunday night when it's, 20 degrees and um, you're sitting there watching it all like Green Bay and things like I love watching those teams just go at it because it's just hard-nosed um, football, you know. Like that's when the big boys come out to play and, yeah, that's what I love watching. But I don't really have a – I don't really have a team. Um, I kind of just follow um, the Australians and um, whoever they're playing. And um, we, use, we get like obviously Sunday afternoons and Sunday nights off, so – I'm always just sitting around watching games and, um, yeah, it's obviously a goal of mine to, to eventually get there whenever that is. But, um, yeah, to answer your question, I don't really have a have a team, but I love watching the Steelers and the Patriots and, and those teams go at it. You'd be on, pardon my takes, football guy of the week for that answer. Yeah, probably. Cold, cold hard-nosed football. So. Yeah. In your in your mic'd up scene, it was you you and Potterbaum going at it for toughest guy on the team. Yeah. <laughs> Who you got in a fight? You or Potterbaum? That's a silly question. Obviously, me. What what position would you be if you weren't a punter? Well, that's a great question because I've only ever played one other position on the football field, and that's quarterback. But. Um, <laughs> That's too easy. It wouldn't challenge me, Jack. It really wouldn't challenge me. Um, but no, nah, in, in all seriousness, I think I could only really see myself being a tight end because I feel like like people probably like disagree, but like Australian football involves like a lot of catching the ball. Um, so I could see myself being a tight end. I wouldn't run many good routes, and my God, I wouldn't be able to block. But, you know, maybe like a fade ball in the end zone or something if I was out there by myself, I'd be able to catch it. But Or unless one of the corners or linebackers was like – five foot ten but yeah you don't see many of those running around but yeah if i uh if i had to probably a tight end no disrespect that's absolutely no disrespect to any of the tight ends out there um yeah but like that, I, won't, tight I, won't, end you. I won't be um running many dangerous routes or, or blocking for many people that'd be running me straight over i got a question for him jack Sorry, I've heard a lot of people have been saying that you're actually the worst ping pong player to ever go to the University of Iowa. You know that. And I don't know who started that rumor, uh, but I mean, if people have watched my live Instagram stories, you've lost every time. I think our record, I don't think you've uh, won a game ever. Oh, stop. Don't just say that because we're in a public for- public forum. Jack, here's but the you know I'd say that You know I'd say that to your face, and it's true. Like, I 100% think you suck. So, Jack, here's <laughs> Coop, Coop would – last year, it was Shudak, and then for battling it out for second would be me or Coop. And some days it was me, some days it was Coop. So, you know what, Coop, you can say I'm bad and all that, but I'm going to put it out there. Coop's a great ping-pong player, but so am I. Okay. And no. So, Don't no, try here's, and pull the – You're Jack. being nice to me. No, no. You suck still. 
I he, took second place. You were third. He comes, he comes here. You he never comes, were second. Can you shut up and let me talk? This this podcast no, is no. all about me tonight. That's so he, come, crap. he comes to Iowa City on the weekend. He rings me Friday and goes, yeah, I'm coming over. We're playing ping pong. I hadn't played for like five or six months because we got a new table oh. recently. Oh. And no one wants to play. Five or right? six months. And Coop, literally, quote Coop, I'm going to kick your ass. It's all I've been doing at work. I'm like, <laughs> very hard. And what happened? What anyway, happened? he got the first set. I'm like, Oh, I like you know, I wasn't that far behind. I got the second set. I'm like, well, yeah, Coop, you must be practicing really hard. And then he won the third set in a close one. So, like, give me a bit of practice, and I'm it's three zero. Give me a bit of practice too. You just said you practice every day. <laughs> I actually didn't play today. Was this a nightly routine at Luca? <laughs> All right, sorry. In what the winter, in the winter Jack. In the winter, from like. From like November, well, January, because all we had was workouts in the morning. It's a bit different during the season because you got more commitments. But we'd go to football from, uh, what was it last year? Eight till 10. I mean, you get, mm. have your shower, get, you know, get your food, come home. And it was ping pong for, we'd go get coffee first, quick um, stop by Starbucks. Um, get my, I'd get my granite iced coffee. Coop would get his uh, more than difficult drink order, but that's all right. Um, and we'd come home and it was just ping pong for an hour or so. We'd have a little break. Coop would go down to his room and scream at the TV while playing COD. Time out. Time out. That's not true. Cod. And then, yeah, we'd hit it again in the afternoon. And then sometimes it'd be a nightly thing. I must say, like, me and Coop were darn good. Like, we would have some intense rallies. Me and Tori, me and Tori learned each other's game. Extru- like, you got to the point where you could hit it as hard as you could. But like we played so many, like I, I, am serious. I think it was more than I think it was more than an hour. Like I think we there was days where we play hour and a half, two eight. three hours. Yeah, yeah, it was nuts. But the coffee was the key. Shout yeah. out Starbucks, Duncan. Yeah. If we, if, no free ads though. If we, um, like I chugged my drink before I get back, so I was wired out of my mind. Me and Spencer used to call it whammed, wired, hammered. It's like a there's no other way to feeling. drink coffee. You, you, no, you, you have to chug it. it. Yeah. So I'd chug it. I'd get in Tori's face, talk shit. We'd play. Most of the time I'd kick his ass, but there'd be times where he'd beat me. And not it was always fun. It was, good. it was just good, good, clean family fun, you know? So, Tori, you're a TikTok guy. You like, you like watching TikTok. No, I don't. Right? But you know? Well, you know what TikTok is. Yeah. Um, you know what the hype house is? No. Like Sway House, like Little no. Huddy. You ever heard of that? No, I, I don't. I don't TikTok. You know what that is, though. I know you do. Because you kind of remind me of one of the guys in it. But you guys, I think, I've been hearing rumors. I don't know who's saying it. But I've heard you guys have been called the Simp House. And I was just wondering what the story was behind that. If you could explain well, why people are saying that. What's the chatter on the street? Just well, to clear it up. Is it because me and Charlie have uh, entered relationships and Keegan as well? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Because I, I believe you can ha- you can be in a relationship and not be a simp. Some are worse than others. Everyone, the way I see it, everyone in a relationship is a simp. It's just some people are worse than others. Um, but I mean, if, I guess if you want to call us the simp house, then um, go for it. But um, I'm sure that that's a great T-shirt idea, Forrester. That's a great T-shirt idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know what? 
coop. It's probably a fair assumption. It's not a yeah. It's it's not a bad bad thing. No, it's just, I don't think so. Yeah, Luke on drive turned to simp drive. It's the love house, the house of love. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I respect it. I totally respect yeah. it. Love it. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, all right, Forrester. Oh, <laughs> this next segment's elite. All right, so we we got we got Hawkeye fans on here. We're yeah. podcast of the people, so we got to ask some questions. You know that they want to hear. What's one game this year you got marked up on your schedule? Absolutely cannot wait to attend. Like one, like you're almost a fan, and two, you can't ready. You can't wait to compete against them. I think yeah, Ohio State. Um, just just because it's, I mean, it's like the Ohio State and. Um, I think the thing that I love about Iowa is you kind of just find that extra edge and, and motivation when you're playing like a big time program. Um, and I know like myself, I love playing in the big games. Like I just love it because it just means that a little bit more, you know, because um, I feel like if you can do it on the big stage, that's what means the most. And yeah, it's probably one of those games I'm really excited for just because I've never played there. I mean, obviously the Michigan game at home is going to be unbelievable. Iowa State hasn't played here for four or five years. So they're massive games, but yeah, to really um, individualize one would have to be the um, the Ohio State game, just because. I mean, it's it's Ohio State, um, big time program, um, big matchup, and um, yeah, can't really can't wait to to fly over there and um, and and have a have a dig. So so you weren't there for the the year that we beat Ohio State, were you? No, I wasn't. No, Coop, were you were on the team that year, right? Oh, I was on a team, baby. <laughs> All right. Match that up with, I mean, Penn State this year, that atmosphere. Oh, Penn, was I mean, so Penn, so many people are going to be like, I can't believe you're saying that. But I love, don't get me wrong, I love the Penn State game. But the Iowa State game was one of my favorite games because there's nothing better than going to an away game and beating them. Because you think about it, the whole preseason talk was, Oh, Iowa State, Iowa State, um, college football playoff. Like this player's winning the Heisman, that player's winning the Heisman. There was just so much talk about Iowa State. And to go in there and just do what we did there was just unbelievable. And I must say, the Iowa State fans are crazy. And um, it's there must be something about Iowa because going there was just an absolute circus. Like it was just mayhem. Like, you get off the bus, and I think Spencer said it last week and probably Coop as well. Like, you get off, and, like, the security are, like, a bunch of students almost. Like, they're barely holding anyone back, and fans are hurling abuse at you, and I just love that sort of behavior just because it's that's what it's all about. Like, that's what competitive, like, professional sport's all about, you know, and that's why fans go to the game um, just to create that atmosphere. Um, so the Penn State game was great, but Iowa State was probably my favorite game. Um, just because all the talk had been about them. And, yeah, we beat Indiana the week before. Um, but that was the one game which was like, we got to win this, boys, because that was all they were talking about. And we just went in there and, yeah, and kicked ass. So, um, yeah, that was probably one of my favourite um, few hours of the season. Um, and it was nice as well because I was out there um, punting as well um, a few times. So it was nice to have some sort of impact um, as well and, yeah, it really felt like I was part of the game. And I, th- I think one of the cool things, especially going into that game, is 
one, it's on ABC 230. So that's like... Well, it's funny you say that because that game was televised back home in Australia, like on TV. Like my parents didn't have to stream it or anything. They could just turn the TV on and it was playing on ESPN back home. So that was like a lot of my mates, um, family, friends and, and all that. They got up to watch it. I think it was like a 6.30 a.m. game there or something. So um, that's what I really was looking forward to as well, knowing that everyone back home was watching. And yeah, like I said um, before, that was probably my favorite game. Um, and they had college game day there too that correct. weekend, right? Yeah. So they have college game day. They're ranked seventh, I believe, going into that game. Yeah. Top ten, all the hype in the world. They're coming off a fraudulent Fiesta Bowl win. Yeah. And <laughs> the, the thing was, was that like, yeah, it was close, but like we kicked their ass, you know. Like we probably could have scored another two or three touchdowns, and they scored that touchdown late in the um second uh late in the first half with like 30 seconds to go. Like, that won't ever happen again. That was probably just one of those things, maybe just a lapse of concentration, just kind of waiting to get into halftime. That's why you got to play the full um, 30 minutes or play the full 60 minutes, both halves and every quarter and whatnot. But, yeah, we, we really could have um, done a lot more damage, but um, we probably kind of took the conservative um, route at the end. And, yeah, it really it paid off. So, yeah, it was good to, to beat the Cyclones. Well, the crazy, the crazy part about that was – we opened up with Indiana that year. They were, what were they, 15? Seven, 16, 17. So we were 17, we, they were 16. Okay. So that was huge. And I ended up, we ended up putting up some points on them. And then it was the next game, Iowa State? Or was yeah. it? Iowa State was good. Yeah. Yeah. So we went, we went, we went top, top 20 opponent to top 10 opponent. And I think that, that was the first, I don't know if it was the first time ever. I think it was. That the Cyhawk Trophy was, yeah, uh, we were both ranked. Matchup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we were both ranked in general. I think, yeah, I'm, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So the hype around it was crazy. It was, it was wild. Yeah. I think the thing is, it probably goes back to maturity point of view and more experienced as well. Like we were obviously the more um, experienced team and um, better coach team, and that's no disrespect to Iowa State or anything like that. But it's just different, you know. Like. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about college football, but, like, Big Ten football is Big Ten football. Like, it's just different to Big 12 football. Like, uh, they just, yeah. like, they couldn't um, – yeah, they just really couldn't stay with us, you know. And they, they talk about this offense and they were turning the ball over um, every few plays. And not that we were complaining, but, yeah, it was it was great to watch. And guys were making yeah. plays. Like, Spencer had a great game. Charlie had an unbelievable game. Like, the defense was just unbelievable. Like, Hankins with two picks and – um, not only did he um, pick one off, he ran one about another 45 yards or so um, and kind of got us into into that red zone area almost. So, yeah, it was just a, a great team win. And it was like post-game, probably that last like half, well, probably the last 10 minutes or five, 10 minutes of that last quarter kind of, and then the post like 25, 30 minutes was just, yeah, some of the best fun I've had um, since I've, in my life, honestly. And I'm sure Coop will attest to that too. It was just... Yeah, it was so much fun just knowing that all the talk had been about them and we just kind of rolled in there and just kicked their ass. And, yeah, just it really set the tone for the season, I think, that just like, yeah, boys, we can do this. And it you build so much confidence from those games and we're a confidence team. And, um, yeah, like I said, you just build so much confidence from those big-time games. 
And, and one of the cool things is, I mean, you touched on it too. The difference between Big Ten and Big Twelve is defense. <laughs> you know, like you, you look at those Big Twelve programs. Yeah, Oklahoma. You know, not much defense, but like Iowa comes in there. Purdy gets benched the week before that. We're playing Phoenix, who was, yeah. you know, one of the top rated quarterbacks at the time, which is why Indiana was rated so high going into the year. He gets benched. Riley Moss picks six, uh, yeah. first two. quarter of that game. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two pick, pick sixes yeah. that first, first week. Yeah. And it was like the defense really, like, there were so many question marks going into that season for Iowa. And then you look at the first two games, it's like, are we going to be good or are we going to be a six and six team this year? Yeah. And, and I, you and guys I think, put a statement on that by going yeah. crush it, blowing out Indiana. Obviously they didn't have the year they wanted, but then you go in into Iowa state Ames isn't a easy place. I mean, you and Spencer both said that was your most fun circus, place to play. At. Yeah. And it's like, you go in, you blow them out like that, and that that leads the entire the rest of the year. You have confidence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we we took a lot of confidence from that game, um, just because it was a big stage. And like I said before, if you can do it on the big stage, well, you can beat anyone. And we and we show that um, throughout the year. That's oh yeah, right. you know what else is fun about those kind of games is like, there's like, when it's not a, I mean, when it's not that close of a game at the end of the game. There's kind of chatter on the sidelines. There's two minutes left. We have the off, 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 or the offense is out there. Oh, I stuttered big time. Um, the offense is out there, and it's like we just need to run the clock out. You're on the sideline. That's one of those games where it's like everyone's whispering, like Luca, like Luca is, yeah. is Luca on the move tonight? Yeah. Like that was like that's where Lucon started is those kind of games after, yeah. after the games you're on the bus, everyone's texting in the group chat. What's the move? What's the move? What's the move? Yeah. And the best and, thing was, was that that was a day game and we're obviously playing like two hours away. So we were oh, home God. at like 10 o'clock. It's just change. Like, yeah. yeah. Just like straight to the bars. And yeah, it was, uh, it was great fun that night. Um, yeah. Everyone's sitting one on the, of the better like, days I've had since I've been here. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. Penn state was unbelievable. Um, with the with the home crowd, but I love playing away games more than anything. Like Kinnick special, but there's nothing better. Like when you're rolling to Iowa State, like Nebraska, winning those games like away, there's yeah, there's nothing better. And the cool part about that, like, is, I mean, this is biased, but in my opinion, and I don't know about you, Tori, like, I think Kinnick's the best stadium in yeah. arguably college football. So like Agreed. saying playing at Iowa State, like that's how, I think how crazy it is. It just shows like. It's a wild game, and Jack Trice Stadium gets wild. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like it would, but the Iowa, Iowa State game is always crazy. And Kinnick, every game, the atmosphere is insane. But when any other stadium can match it, like Jack Trice does when we play at their place, it's it's beyond crazy. Yeah, and I think I mean Iowa had the highest decibel rating out of um any crowd or, or stadium this year, so I think that just kind kind of shows um yeah, it's just so loud because you're so close and. Like a lot of my mates, they played it um against us this year at Kinnick, and they're like, "Dude, holy shit!" Like you said, it was loud, but I didn't realize it was going to be that loud. I'm like, "Yeah." So That's all right, you, you you attributed big time to that, Tori. Because all right, so I was sitting second row corner corner of the end zone, and so like it's loud down there. Mm. And one of the cool things is you pin them so many times 
like especially after the quarterback goes down. Yeah. You punt it, you punt it, you pin them, and then next thing you know, we the crowd causes three false starts in a row. Like, yeah. and that's like they did not cross midfield. I don't think the entire second half. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, oh, go on. Do you have any more to add to that? Sorry. No, that's that. Like, I mean, you just yeah, I mean, they had nowhere to go. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty special. I think. Um, because it's kind of it's kind of different um, at other schools, from what I've uh, from what I've seen and from what I've heard from um, other punters over here. But what I really like about Iowa is they really value special team. Um, and there was some like there was some big moments that game um, that the punt unit were able to deliver, and guys like Ivo down on the ball and, and Terry as well. Um, but yeah, I love those. Uh, I love those big moments. I'm really not sure what it is. I, it's kind of hard to put into words, but I just like playing. Like I just love those moments, just because it means that little bit more. And um, I'd rather have the ball in my hands um, than anyone else. And it's probably just, um, it's just an awesome feeling, like knowing that, like you're going out there, um, just a head full of confidence, and just being able to execute and get the crowd up and about certainly helped. And yeah, the defense was unbelievable that game as well. That's what's cool. That's what's cool about Iowa is like, like what Tori's talking about. A lot of the schools really don't value special teams. And like when the pun unit comes out, um, a lot of fans will go get food, go get some beer um, at other like places, other college stadiums. But like when the pun unit comes out, when any special teams unit comes out, like the fans are just as invested as they are in any other yeah. part of the game. And like they still, like when Tori hits a sweet ball, it gets down inside the five. Like it's just as loud, even with like a big play. Like it's yeah, that's think, exciting about it. Yeah, I think um, that's also pretty cool. But I hadn't really taken much notice of, of that until like people were kind of like actually like messaging me saying like, "Hey, like can't wait to watch you this week. Like we love watching you. Like um, gonna get there early and watch you warm up and stuff like that." And I was just like, "Like come on, like you must you must have had much of a life if you're doing that." But <laughs> but in all in all seriousness, that was kind of like well like. I guess people like do like appreciate um, what I do, and um, it's just like I owe a lot to the fans because they, they've helped me a lot as well. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the coolest things is how one they got behind you. Like I like I've known you for over a year, yeah. but it's cool seeing you come from like Australia and get that type of like. Nowhere else are you like, oh, this is the punter. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He, so. he, he's good. the man. But it's like <laughs> you, you may. <laughs> I mean, Tori may punt and cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he did. <laughs> but, I think he hundred percent did. Yeah, no, I'll go out there and, and have fun, and um, I feel like I'm kind of being cliche and things like that. But I really just go out there and um, do my best, have fun, and. Wherever I can, whatever I can do with the ball to help the team, then I'll just do my best to do it. And sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But I can just jog off going, well, you know what? I had fun, so that's all that matters. And one of the, one of the coolest things is when you step out there, you can tell like it's like a video game to you when when you're like, all right, I have a chance to put it, yeah, between the two yard line and the one inch line, like where. Yeah, I and I think, <laughs> and I think that's probably like. One thing that um, a lot of people like don't understand is that like I like I put a, like a lot of work into like that um, particular part of the game just because I feel like it's so valuable 
Um, but I'm I'm like a really like big confidence player. Um, and I feel like when I go out there, like for that 20 or 30 seconds, not even like the 10 or 15 seconds out there, I'm just like, you, you got to have like a bit of like arrogance and swagger about you. And that's like one thing that kind of like took me a while to um, kind of build and, and develop for myself. But um, just like, I'm like going out there to, and I say this to Luke, the snapper as well, like, like we're going out there to dominate, you know, like um, there's not many positions in football where like you have the ability to manipulate the game. Um, whereas like a lot of positions are kind of reactive. Do you know what I mean? Like defense, it's all reactive. Like um, guys like receiving the ball on offense, like that's a reactive position. There's really only like certain positions where there's kind of like that definitive result. Um, and that's really probably the quarterback and the punter because you they're really only the two positions where you start um, with the ball in your hand. Obviously, Lindy was snapping it to Spencer and Luke was snapping it to me, but you have like so much control um, of the game when the ball's in your hands. And um, that's just what I love. But yeah, I just love going out there. Like I'm a confident um, player um, just because I feel like you just, you have to develop that sort of um, attitude moving forward. Otherwise, you, you're doomed, really. I got a question for you, real quick. Just a And I have something to go along with this. Give me a second here. Please. This is this is a legit thing. So I mean we haven't talked about this in the podcast, right? We've only had one episode. But like I think hands down we have the coolest college tradition in college football by far. Yeah. The wave and everything. Um it's the coolest thing in the history of mankind. Yeah. And um you know that's that's the cool part about like the like guys in Iowa, like everyone like at Iowa. Like they play for more than themselves, you know, having the yeah. children's hospital so close to us. Um, it's just, it's awesome to be able to do that, that kind of stuff for uh, those kids going through that kind of stuff. And uh, like the whole NIL thing, um, a lot of, a lot of colleges started Im- implementing that. And that's pretty sweet. And uh, like college people are getting paid, but I think the coolest part about it was like Tori and Lindy, um, the whole t-shirts grant, I don't know any other punter who has a t-shirt named after him or anything like that, which is yeah. sweet. Shows how dominant Tori is. Um, but it is like all of the NIL money that they got from those t-shirts went straight to the children's hospital. Yeah. And like, that's the thing about Iowa. That's the thing about Tori and Lindy. It just shows, it shows the kind of character that Iowa builds and the kind of character of people that Iowa recruits. And I don't know. I didn't put this out earlier. I, I took this out of Lindy's closet. I think this is sick. I but, love it. Isn't this sweet? Such yeah, a sweet. I'll, I'll want so one. for the people who are yeah, only so listening cool. right now on like Spotify, Apple, Coop just put on the Iowa Children's Hospital hat. Yeah, but no, so, I um I agree with you, Coop. And um, to be honest, I like I hate like the idea of nil. Like it's just yeah. it's almost like it's getting to the stage where it's just getting ridiculous. Like you see guys at school making millions of dollars and they haven't even. They haven't even played it down. Like, they haven't even put the jersey on yet. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it's one of those things that um, I was like, if you're good enough, like, if you are good enough at what you do, you make the money eventually, you know? And I was just like, I don't want a bar of an IL. And um, I can't actually because, like, I'm an international student. But the guys at Ray Gun reached out and said, like, yeah, sure, like, I'll do it. I just don't want to have, have to worry about it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. So they kind of took – um care of all of it and i just said well like yeah um let me know like how much is raised and how many t-shirts are selling and um how much is going to the count the kicks organization etc um 
and yeah, it was like within the first month, um, he told me he was like, yeah, you've you made like four or five thousand dollars, um, to the to go towards the hospital, uh, towards the um, counting the kicks organization, and I was just like, wow, like there must be a lot of people out there buying t-shirts, um, so I think at, at the end of the season there was about thirteen thousand dollars, um, made. So there was about yeah, there was probably three or four thousand t-shirt t-shirts purchased. So, but like Coop said, it's such a family atmosphere at Iowa that no one's really. I mean, obviously, everyone's worrying about themselves. Like, I worry about, like, what I can do to um, – because that's what's going to help the team. But I'm always, like, thinking, like, oh – and this isn't just me just saying it to the camera. Like, I love, like, the team atmosphere. And I know because it's different in the NFL. Well, I don't know because I haven't been there. But you hear stories. It's just, like, it's more of a business. And college football, like, is a, it is a business. And there's a lot of brutality to it um, for decisions that need to be made. And there's probably a lot of hearts broken and, and things like that. But – the Iowa like um, football family, like it is real, um, and that's why I love playing um, for for Coach Parents and, and Coach Woods, the, the two coaches that um, who are really like relevant to, to what I do. But yeah, I love playing for those guys and love playing for my teammates, and um, we all have fun and we're all close. And I can honestly say, like, we don't win games off talent. Like it's like there's talented guys out there, but it's hard work and just everyone wants to win for one another and that's no bullshit like that's not me just saying it no um, no or anything. it's true like, yeah. the reason the reason we are we are a good program is and a good team is because of how close we are you know and when like when you get close with someone like you want to do more and more for them and everyone just has that bond like no one thinks they're better than than anyone else and like i said that's it's no it's no bullshit like the reason we win games is has nothing to do with like talent or football ability, it's well, it, it is, but that's really just a small piece of the pie. It's really, it just comes down to everyone just loves one another, everyone has fun with one another, and everyone just wants to win for one another because it's fun. Like winning's fun, and um, yeah, like we don't get the four or five star recruits. Like they're all going to Ohio State or they're going to Bama or LSU, and that, and that's that's great for them. Um, or they're going to Texas, but um. Yeah, it's just it's that family atmosphere and, and family environment. That's what um that's the reason like we are where we are now. That that is one hundred percent the reason as to why we're um such a good team, like on a consistent basis. And that really goes back to the coaching staff and just the environment um within the building. There's there's not many bad people in the building and if there there is or there are, they're usually dealt with pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I th- I think that's one of the coolest things is like I mean, you look at the character that's built like this is one of the first years where we've had a high recruit Xavier and Wapaka. Yeah, I mean, awesome recruit. And you know what? You Can't wouldn't to know. like you wouldn't even know in the building. Like, just goes about his business. Great kid. Um, like doesn't think he's better than anyone else. Just because, like, and Coop will say the same thing. Like, I know he'll attest to this. Like, if you're an arrogant or you got a bit of, um. Yeah, if you're an arrogant man or you got a bit of cockiness about you, like you better want to back it up because if you don't, you're disliked pretty quickly. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely it's definitely one of those things that if you come in with an arrogant attitude, you'll get straightened up pretty quick. Yeah, and, and I know uh, like the, the guys old, the guys don't like that. Yeah, and I know like there's a bit of an old saying like actions speak louder than words. Like I feel like it's the biggest cliche in the book, but it is so true when it comes to Iowa football because I'm a big believer in just like you just have to let your football do the talking. And a lot of guys have that because anyone can talk. Like anyone can jump on Twitter and say this or anyone can post anything like, yeah, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. 
But it's just like it means absolutely nothing if you can't do it on on Saturdays. Like it means nothing, you know. It's like oh yeah. well, yeah, I'm running routes or I'm doing ladder drills or um, I'm punting. Like I see guys on Twitter, like um, I follow like obviously a few punters and I see like young kids now like posting like their five second balls and out them in the park. It's like well, that's great, man. But like there's no like you you just putting pressure on yourself um, when you do oh, that. Yeah, yeah, kind of going to bit off topic but um yeah within within iowa um yeah it's just yeah it's an unbelievable like it is a family really and that's re- the reason for success i i think that's that's one of the reasons that you see a lot of su- success in the nfl is like you see what's preached inside of the locker room you know yeah. spring ball summer all year during the season and it's like these guys whether you are talented enough or not, like you're yeah. going to get signed out of Iowa because you have that work ethic. Yeah. Like you have the mentality to become a professional football player. Yeah. And it's... you see a lot of success from Hawkeyes in the NFL right now because of what's instilled like in your guys' locker room right now. Yeah. I, I agree. And it's funny you say that. Like I, I'm reading a book at the moment that actually um, said something um, similar to that is like attitude will always beat ability. And I think it's so true. Like you can be the most talented guy um, you want to be, but if you don't have the right attitude, you're doomed. Like you're going to get nowhere. And I think that's just so true. And I feel like I'm kind of just reeling off all the classic sayings and cliches and things like that. But it's true. I mean, you look at Iowa football and you can't deny that, like especially when you look at NFL talent. Yeah, especially like when it comes to the defense as well. They're just um there's not many like big time like amazing plays, but they just um yeah, they just make life hell for you. I tell oh, yeah. like I think back I mean, I've been an Iowa football fan since I was born, but like one guy that stands out is Josie Jewell. Yes, he was an absolute stud all of college, but it's like how does that translate to the NFL? Yeah. You know, he, he, like maybe he's undersized, um, not as fast. But you look at him, he goes to the Broncos, and when he's healthy, he's the best player out there. Like yeah. he makes an impact on the field, and it's because like that guy just gives his all every single snap. Yeah, and I think um, I saw like this thing like Nick Saban said um, a few weeks ago. I feel like um, a lot of us like are given the ability to kind of like say no. But there's really only one way about going about it, and that, that's just hard work. Like, like you kind of said, I don't know Josie Jewell. I, I didn't know anything about him, but I'm sure he's probably similar to Jack Campbell and Coop will say the same. But oh, yeah. those guys are just exactly. animals. Like, it's one like as soon as that ball snaps, it's just like I'm going to hurt someone, and I'm going to hurt them with intent. You know, like it's a hundred percent intensity with everything they do, and um, yeah, I think it's just so true. Like I said before, attitude will always beat ability, and um the there's only really like it's hard work like that that's all it is there's no secret recipe or anything like that and um i think like some people try and um take shortcuts and things like that but um and that's human like i'm sure we've all done it like i've probably done it without even knowing but um yeah there's only really one recipe to success and and that's hard work so i i I did i I was a freshman when joseph was a senior Okay. And yeah. he, he had that um he was the type of guy you walked into a room and you knew who had command of the room. Like he yeah. was I'm with, with, with Jack. Oh. Like, 
Oh yeah, and like that's this that's just like the type of guys they were like. Like Josie was, I think he was committed to a D three school, and like they didn't even want him. And, and how many guys like that now as well? That oh, just that's it's it's half our team. Like, and that's the cool yeah. part. And like like five stars, I came in with Epinesa, um, play with Josie, like play with Tristan, all those guys. And Tristan wasn't even a big recruit. And like it's just like it's crazy on how like Tori's talking. You could be a five star. You could be a guy who no one knew, and it does like you walk into that facility, everyone levels out. Like it's like yeah, the no exact same it. person. You can't. It's it feels like you've been on the same team for forever. If you're if you're brand new, you're getting pretty close to the guy pretty quick. Yeah. And like, that's the cool part is like that's just Iowa football. Like it's just yeah. It's a it's a very it's a family oriented atmosphere. And like honestly, there's guys who will never play it down. And like, those guys like. You come in Iowa, the Iowa football program, and it really develops you not as a football player, but like mainly as a man. Like you yeah. become a disciplined, hardworking person. If you're not, you'll become one quick because if you can't, you're out of the you're out of the program pretty quick. Yeah, and I think it's like how it is. Is, yeah, I think like one thing you probably don't know, Jack, is but guys like you don't see on the field, um, like they're the ones hyping everyone up. You know, like they're the, like I know, like for me, um, I owe a lot of credit to like on the Sunday. And because he helped me a lot, like obviously he wasn't happy. Like I kind of came over and um, took over sleepy after Ryan's injury. And, um, but he is the one guy that's really helped me a lot. Um, just from a, a supportive point of view um, and a punting point of view as well. Um, and he was always the one guy um, that when I'd run off to the sideline, he was always hyping me up. And it's one, it's probably one thing that I'm really going to miss this year is not having him here. And you kind of don't realize and, until guys are gone. And, um, but yeah, like I said, Jack, guys that you don't see on the sideline are just as important. Um, oh, yeah, oh, as yeah. you see on the field because, um, yeah, everyone's the same. There's, there's no arrogance, um, or, or anything like that. Um, or like I said, you usually dealt with pretty quickly when those arrogant guys aren't, aren't there anymore. Yeah, and that's one of the cliches. Like, you're only as good as the last guy on the bench. Yeah, yeah. but I feel like that's something Iowa does so well at is yeah. every single guy out there will give a hundred percent every day yeah. on on the field. Yeah, and that's why, like, that's what I love about Henry Marquise is like he was just like he never played like offense or defense or anything like that. But the man was just so good on special teams. You know, like he just made that his thing. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to run down there as hard and fast as I can. And whoever's in my way, I'm just going to run through them. Or, um, and like I said, like that blocked punt changed the season. Um, so, yeah, I think everyone just kind of um, plays a role. And it's all about knowing your role, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's Henry, one thing yeah. that we all do really well. Henry was Henry was great at that too. And, like, he was yeah. – like, there's, there's so many guys that didn't play a, a down, even on special teams. And, like, those guys run scout team and – Everyone says, like Tori said, the cliche, you know, scout team guys are just as, as important, and it's true. Like, yeah. it's not – if if not, they are more important because yeah. they get the starters ready. And Henry was a leader on special teams, and there were so many guys that looked up to him that worked their ass off on special teams to try and get on the field because that was the way you'd get on if you weren't playing offense or defense. Yeah. And he's a perfect role model for that. And there's so many guys – there's so many other guys that were on the scout teams that, like, never saw a down and yeah. they were leaders of those guys just 
pushing the offensive, the offensive defensive starters to get as best as they could. And most of the time, the scout players were better than the players that we were playing in the game. Like yeah. they it's are funny, very, yeah, very funny good. You say that. I mean, like you look over at the um like scout offense or scout defense and you're like, oh holy shit, like Gavin Cook just made a, a big play or um Brody Breck, like that's a crazy catch. You know what I mean? Like you kind of just look over going like, holy shit, like um we're gonna have a pretty good team, you know, and that's just guys like doing their role, like um doing what they're supposed to do and um that's just a really a big part um of our football because it's i know i know it's different at other places mm-hmm. well it's it's funny i mean going back to jack campbell is like going into the off season and riley moss included there were a lot of guys who are coming back who yeah. had the opportunity to go to the nfl and i think lindy's in this conversation too but lindy was more so like dude go make your money just go to the NFL, but you look at it. So many guys like want to come back to Iowa. Yeah. And they have the talent to go be stars. Yeah. And like, like Tori, you're going to be in this conversation too, but you look at them like Riley Moss right now. He was, he was defensive back of the big 10 last year. Yeah. And he's come back for another year. Jack Campbell easily could have been linebacker of the year. In my opinion, yeah. Like statistically, and like same thing with Josie Jewell, he was statistic leader that one year. Yeah, they come back to Iowa when they could be stars in the NFL. Like, why is that? Just it comes back to just the family atmosphere. Like, it's a really hard place to leave. Like, it's a re- like not that I've left or anything like that, but it's going to be hard when I do leave. You know, because um, well, first of all, like this is your life for a few years. So it's obviously hard, like change is hard, but just in general, like it's just a hard place to leave, you know, and it's a, it's just a great place to be around because there's great people and um, they're all your friends. Like you're having fun with them, whether you're at the facility or out of the facility on the weekends or, or whatever. Um, yeah. It's just a, it's just a great place to be. Going off of what Tori's saying too, like I remember and I'm not trying to it's about me. It's about you, Tori. We're interviewing you. But, like, I remember yeah. coming in, like, as a freshman. <laughs> coming in as a freshman, like, I – it was a big – I'm an only child. Have no brothers and sisters. I'm a homebody. I'm a mama's boy. Um, coming in, it's, like, it's scary. It's a big adjustment, especially for Tori. He came out of the country. Um, and as the years went on, like, you stay here, and it's, like, I was, like, there's nothing here. It's, it's cornfields and – You'd be driving for an hour, have nothing, and all of a sudden some whole city will pop up out of nowhere. But, like, you stay there for a while. The reason why it's such a family atmosphere is because there is nothing. And the only thing you can do is bond with people. Yeah, exactly. And, like, when you do that, it's, like, it's crazy. It's, like, like coming back this weekend, it's, like, you feel like you never left. And it's just, like, a bummer. It's hard to leave. Yeah, Yeah, it sucks. Like, like, when you're leaving, it's a bummer. You're, like... Well, I never left this, you know, like this, this is a part of me, but another thing that's cool is, I mean, you guys were both very good friends with Lindy and like seeing it from a fan perspective, like obviously I have you guys on all social media and like just seeing you guys go to like Solon days, you know, beef days or whatever they call it. It's so cool to see somebody who, like last year, it's like you know Lenny could have gone first round last year 
and this year to see like everyone show up in small town Iowa and you just have a full crowd around you for like you know like a carnival type thing like that it's so well they cool. had the they had the uh hay bale toss and that was uh Ellsbury shot Tyler Ellsbury Lindy um honestly you didn't I have don't to no, I would have beat everyone. I didn't want to embarrass anyone. But yeah, yeah. Um, but like those guys were in it. But outside of those guys, like we had probably 35, 40 other dudes there. And I mean, like I've been to a small town festival. Solon's a small town. And it was packed. And it was arguably top three net three days slash nights of college even lifetime like it was so much fun and like we had like it's it just it was a blast and like we always were always like, the front little row always the little things oh dude and especially in iowa like every yeah. every little thing matters and like it, there's just so many fun things to do that you don't understand you would never do if you were back home yeah and it's just like you kind of have to do it you, you feel like you have to do it when you're like young there but once you get older it's like you don't do it you're like damn i missed out like i yeah. guarantee that was fun and see, beef days, a blast. It is so fun. So anyone listening to this who's never been to beef days, go to beef days this year. Free ad. It is – you will not be disappointed because it's so fun. And I bet you a ton of Iowa football players will be back because last year was a blast. So we're going to start getting into the segments here. And really we have one main question. This was DM from a fan. Could 11 Tory Taylors beat 11 Max Coopers? Embrace debate. Actually, Tory, you can, you can take this one first. I want to hear your, your idea. Well. Zero shot, but zero shot. But if, if we're talking like a – so here's the thing, and I said this to Coop the other day. Like, if we're, talk, if we're doing like wrestling and shit that you guys do over here, then, then Coop's got me because I'm not, I'm not a wrestler. WWE style. I'd trash him. But if we're talking like just a straight fight, yeah, 11 Tories are kicking ass. I'll justify my reasoning. I'm 6'4", like, you're just a little bold man who's, what, what are you, 6'4"? <laughs> no reach. Huh? You got no reach. Okay, take the reach out of it. Take the reach out of it. Time out, first off. But that can Full head of hair. Second off. Fuck the reach, okay? I got the quickness. I got the feet. I got, I'm aerodynamic. Everything on me is small, if you know what I mean. I can move quick. Nothing's holding me down. I'm ready to roll, dude. I know, I know you, you are. Punch? I don't care about your, I don't know, but I don't care how, lo- how long your punches are. You throw it, I'm ducking it, like instantly. It's not even a question. Coop, I'm All gonna 11 get... of me is ducking it. Coop, I'm going to hit you so hard you think you're surrounded. So, just jog on, pal. It's game over. No. Next question. We've settled that debate. We know who's winning that. (laughs) I know for a fact the fans will agree. So, for the hundreds or for the millions of listeners um, that like and subscribe, can you just leave a comment as to who you think will win? Um, Yeah. 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 Leave your comment, please. We'd love to hear. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Even if you say it's every, even if every comment is just me saying I'm going to win, we still love to hear it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. So this segment is for the listeners. 
Australian slang with Tory Taylor. <laughs> Number one. What is it? Budgie smuggler? Budgie smugglers. So budgie smugglers is like <laughs> Budgie smugglers are like speedos, like they're like yeah, speedos. Just budgie yes. budgie smugglers. It's a bit fun fact for you guys, brand. actually. Do you- fun fact for you, Tori. Me and Tori, uh, how many speedos did you have at that one point? I think I've got three or four. Remember that? Tori gave me one, way too big for me. But it, we were gonna twin. Yeah. We were gonna try and link up or. Like plan out a football like activity, where it was based around water, yeah. and show up in a speedo, but yeah. we ended up not doing anything. It, it, there's no water activities, so that know. was sweet though. We were gonna wear budgie smugglers. Yeah. <laughs> what about on the piss? Do you know what that is? Yeah, I'm gonna get on the piss. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna get pissed like I'm gonna get drunk. Yes. Yes. I like it. And then we get... You got something? No, no. Go on. So we got our third one. A few kangaroos lost in the top paddock. Oh, a few kangaroos lost in the... Yeah, I mean, that just means like there's a... Do you know what a paddock is? Well, in in my thought, it's like, like the horse racing thing, you know, like... A paddock, yeah, it's, like an, it's an area of, it's almost yeah. like an area of land. A paddock, well, there's also a watch, the paddock watch. New paddock on my wrist. Yeah, not relevant. <laughs> not relevant. So different. Not yeah. relevant. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that just means there's a few kangaroos, like, lost out in the lost out in the farmland. <laughs> some, okay, some and last box. one. What is three, three koalas hogging a tree? <laughs> I made it up. I made it up. It's not a real one. Yeah. I just want to see if you can try and guess. Shut something. up, Joe. You've, you've that'd have been awesome if you. <laughs> that'd have been awesome if you like you actually had something for that. Yeah, I had no one. idea what you meant. <laughs> the Australian Urban Dictionary. It's like the Australian Urban Dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This ne- so this next one we're calling: Are they British or Australian? <laughs> so I like this. This is a good segment. I'm gonna go through a list of names. You tell me right away. No thought to it. Are they British or Australian? Am I am I allowed to do it, or is, is this for Coop? It's no, only no, you. This, this is for you, the Australian. Okay. All right. Number one, Keith Urban, Australian. Adam Scott, Australian. Emma Watson, British. Hugh Jackman, Australian. Tory Taylor, Australian. Russell Ryan Grisande, Australian. Russell, Russell Crowe. Which yeah, one? Ryan Who are we talking about here? What Russell Crowe? <laughs> oh, he is Australian, is he not? New Zealand baby. Yes, we got him. Or British. <laughs> we got we him. Got we got him. him. We got you him. Can't give him five for five on that one. Nice try. No, you know. Yeah. So is Ryan Grisande Australian? I like. What's the answer to that? Well, Russell Crowe, like, I know, like, yeah, he he grew up in – I mean, you're right. He was born in New Zealand, but he grew up in Australia, and he lives in Australia. Like, he lives in Sydney. Like, he's a mad Sydney rugby fan. So, shut shut up. I'm right. Five from five. Ryan Grisande is, is 
Well, he's, he's more Australian than American. Yeah, he lived, he lived in Australia like 14 years, I think. Yeah. Does he, yeah. like, I've seen it, like, I've, I've talked to him a bunch. Does he have the accent? I don't even know. He can put it on if he wants to. Yeah. <laughs> there's only there's only there's only certain situations I'll put yes. around. Yeah, which I, yeah. <laughs> does it have to be around Tory? No. Uh, no. It's never around Tory. No. <laughs> Maybe a girl who looks like Tory. Yeah. <laughs> attractive. No, Ryan actually does have a, he he has he has the accent. Yeah, he can do it. <laughs> That's right. So can I. So all right, so we have Tory Taylor rapid fire questions, just like we did with Spencer last week. You're on the clock, Tory Taylor. Favorite bar in Iowa City, brothers. Who would you not let date your sister on the team? Alan Bruce. <laughs> Favorite roommate in college. Currently or previously. All the above. Anyone that you've roomed with. Henry Marquez. Sorry, Coop. Go tell the truth. <laughs> That's okay. I get it. Henry's a great roommate. Um, favorite hobby in America? Uh, outside football, I love playing golf. Like, golf last summer with the boys was Coop. That was Fun fact. Me and, Tori, me and Tori were by far the most dominant duo out of our friend group. Like, by far. It was me and Tori versus Lindy and Shot versus Ryan and Riley, Hootseat, and who's the other one? But we Tori could never win. Like we were the two best players. No, and we were the only we were the only duo that didn't win a single round. But the reason Riley and Ryan did is because they cheated. If Coop was one of the best, <laughs> they actually players, tried to get us to cheat. I don't. I don't want to see the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Tori's a beast. Okay, we're back. Me and Tori were dying the left, lefty one. golfer too. Yeah, you know it, baby. Yeah, he bombed the ball, That's too. Right. He bombed Adam He's Scott. Right. <laughs> All right, favorite American um, movie? Yeah. Favorite American – well, I mean, I only watch really American movies. Uh, probably Laura Biding Citizen or The Dark Knight. Love those. Love action movies. I love Gerard Butler. Good call. Heath yeah. Ledger, Australian. Heath Ledger. Probably the greatest acting performance ever. Yep. Amen to that. I'll put it up there. That or uh, Jack Black and Nacho Libre. Um Okay, uh, if you could be any other athlete in Iowa City, who would it be? Not in football. Not in, I mean, it'd probably have to be Caitlin Clark, wouldn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. She's yeah. the GOAT. She's the yeah. GOAT. Year after year, balling. Yeah. Uh, least favorite yeah. team in the Big Ten? Oh, Nebraska. Easy. Easy. Uh, most popular song in the locker room? Oh, it's probably something Katy Perry or Molly Cyrus, I'd say. Um, Give us Miley Cyrus. Spence had firework. I mean, me and Chuck love We Can't Stop, like part in the USA, but kind of music in the locker room's kind of died off lately. Coop, you'd be a bit ashamed, but yeah, I'd say that. That's 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 a, that's, a, that's horrible. Oh, what was that I song Lenny used to, to run, Coop? What, what, would, what would he play? Uh... uh... The sea shanty one? Yeah. And there once was a man who... Last summer and during the that season. That song was sweet. Yeah. yeah. Got the boys oh, Very good song. Uh, um, celebrity you want to take on a date? I would or wouldn't? Would. 
Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I'd have to go with Margot Robbie. There we go. Yes, great the Australian answer. Great answer. Margot, We're talking Australian Wolf of Wall Beauty Street, made. Margot Robbie. Yeah. Or is it what's is it? Or uh, Sophia Vergara is it the lady of um, Modern Family. Like, oh, oh Modern yeah. Family, yeah. Yeah. Is it Sophia yeah, that's a good one. Like that? <laughs> that's a good one. Um, post football dream job. Oh, it'd have to be to be a professional golfer for sure. Um, or if I wasn't if I wasn't playing sport, I love like learning about like this like psychology of sport. So probably working in in that field of or that line of work. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, so golfing wise, what are you shooting now? Oh, dude, I haven't played for. Oh god! Since last year when Coop was here, just because of the weather, like you can't play yeah. in winter. Like there's snow everywhere, so I haven't played. But I'll probably I'll have I'm playing with Henry on Friday in Chicago, so that'll be nice. I love it. All right, well that's Tori Taylor, rapid fire segment. Tori, it was awesome having you on. Boys, uh, I had a blast. I uh, can't thank you enough. I uh, absolutely the millions of listeners out there. Thanks for tuning in and um, following us along. I wish you could see the hopefully there's gonna be a video version. Um you'll all be able to see Coop's rude lid, but um nah, thanks again for having me on, boys. Uh yeah, had a great time. That's right. We'll Absolutely. have you on again before the season, I'm sure. And then yeah. if not though, good luck in the season. We'll see you this summer. Thanks for coming on, brother. Nah, of course, boys. Yeah. Thank you. Good to see you, Tori. Likewise.